Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen, Lord. You are the answer. There's a whole world out there that doesn't know it. And today, Lord, we'd like our broadcast to go around the world so that they can know that you're the answer to every question. This is a week, Lord, when people turn to thank you, but some of them, I think, are thanking themselves, thanking the government, thanking their jobs, when it was you who saved their soul from death, should they believe and receive you as their Savior. Lord, today we have that answer. This coming Christmas season, Thanksgiving season, Lord, I pray that every church will reveal the secret, the answer to the world today, that Jesus is the answer. Because he came, he died, he was buried, and he is risen the third day according to the scriptures. And because of that, life never ends. We have everlasting life in you because of what you accomplished on the cross redeeming us from our sins and paying the only penalty that could be paid, the precious blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So today, Lord, we want the world to know it. We want thanks and praise to go out this, not, not just this Thursday, but every day. We want Christmas to be in their heart, that you came in the first advent. You taught us. You saved us. You healed us. You delivered us, you redeemed us, and a million other things. We thank you today, Lord, for sending your Son. You loved us so much that you sent your only Son. And all we have to do is believe in him, and we will not perish but have eternal life. So simple that the world just, for the most part, won't do it. You paid the price. And we thank you and praise you and give you glory and honor, not just this Thursday, but every single minute of the day. Because you are God and there is no other. And the word of God says that you will share your glory with nobody. And Father, we give glory to you and to you alone through your son, Jesus Christ, and in the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, Father. Amen and amen. Amen. Just a couple of prayers before we get started. Um, I want to pray for some some people in the church that are not here today. Uh, some um, some are out of state, but I had some prayer requests this morning. So let's pray and, and bow in prayer. You can stand up. You can sit. Whatever you feel best. But put your heart into it. Father God, today in Jesus' name we come to you, Lord. We want to hear from, our holy, from your Holy Spirit today as we study your word, as we dig in. But Father, Jesus told us that in that day, after he's gone, in other words, we will no longer ask him nothing. So we're going to ask you, Father, in his name. So today we have some needs, Lord. Number one is I want Jesus to be glorified throughout the entire earth. Number two, Lord, we have a brother in the church, Ron, whose mother is up, has COVID, and she's in the hospital up in New Jersey, not in Florida, but in New Jersey. 
And Lord, we want to lift her up to you. She's not on a ventilator, but she's struggling. So we lift her up to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Her son is praying for her. And also his father, who supposedly doesn't have it, but he's at home. And Lord, we want to keep him from getting it. So Lord, we ask you to touch this family in Jesus' name and comfort Ron's heart. We give you the glory and the praise. Lord, I also want to pray for the Woods family because Carol's mother living with them fell and they're a little concerned. So, Lord, we want to lift her up to you. They think everything's okay, but Lord, we want to make sure everything's okay. So we lift this prayer up to you in the name of our Savior, Jesus. We pray for our brother, Brad and Nona up in Orlando, Father, doing what they're doing, coming back from Nigeria. At least Brett did, and the family is with them in Orlando. Well, Lord, I pray that you anoint them and bless them in a special way for what you called them to do up there, and we give that over to you. Lord, today, we lift up those listening online and those sitting here in the church today that their eyes and their focus would turn to you because you are the answer for this world. Lord, let our hearts be at peace knowing that we are saved and redeemed by the precious blood of our Savior, Jesus. And to you be the glory. Father, we bind back evil forces of wickedness, Lord. We know they hate us. Uh, Father God, we have authority over them. Jesus crushed the devil's skull at the cross, and he is no longer a threat. Jesus made an open spectacle of him there, triumphing over him through the cross. Glory to God in the highest. Father, today we worship you and we know our praise and prayers and thanksgiving and arise up before your, your throne as a sweet-smelling aroma in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. You may be seated now. Um, I do want to welcome everybody, everybody online. You're listening to Freedom Church at the Palm Beaches. I'm Pastor Joe Trapani. We're glad you're, you're there. Um, you can go to our website, Freedom Church PB, stands for Palm Beach.org, Freedom Church PB.org. You can check out who we are, what we believe in. We believe in the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. We believe the Word of God is inerrant. We don't skip over the Word of God because we don't like what it says. We, we preach it here. This church is all about Jesus. So if you're a little bit uncomfortable with Jesus, you aren't going to like this service. But. For those of you I see here and those online, you need to know Jesus, and he's going to be revealed here to you today and every day that we preach. Um, I want to, if you're local, you can come to this church on, uh, up, uh, go up or down 95 until you get to High Paluxo Road in Lantana, Florida. Go west about a quarter mile, and we're on the north side of the road, 2810 High Paluxo uh, road on our website you can check out any of our services find out what we're about you can even donate online listen the gospel is going to go forth with or without you but you might as well be rewarded for supporting it and it's not uh we know we have humble surroundings here at freedom church so we we keep it humble and we support you know um, missionaries or whatever we can to help the gospel go forth because the, sooner, the faster the gospel goes forth, the faster that one, everybody says in Africa, might get saved. You know what? Then, then Jesus is coming back. And I'll tell you what, I'm satisfied with that. The faster you give, the more the gospel goes out, and the faster the Lord Jesus comes back. 
I can picture him now standing at the uh, by his white horse saying, Father, is it time? Can I go get my bride yet? Wow, I can't wait for that. Anyway, listen, we're glad you're here. Get your Bibles out. We're going to turn to... Um, uh, turn to First Thessalonians chapter five verse sixteen. Anyway, um, for for those online, we do have a Thursday night service. We will not be having a service this Thursday. It's Thanksgiving, so you can stay home. You can leave your computers off and your cell phones off. We will not be here. You just spend time with your family and love on them, and p- preach the good news to them so that they can thank God too. That they too. Um, are saved and can know Jesus. So we're we're blessed at that. There's a, the ladies group on Friday will be canceled, canceled, and but the men's group on Saturday morning, um, 10, 9 a.m. will be uh, okay. So we'll see you uh, next Sunday online. You can tune in 7:15 on Thursday nights and on at 10 o'clock on Sunday, and you can listen to our service. And we thank you. You can also. Um, uh, Praise God and, and even give gifts and offerings. So we thank thank the Lord for you tuning in today. So that's about it for that. We're going to head to First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5. I'm going to break off of my, um, my Matthew study. But we're in chapter 8 going verse by verse and chapter by chapter. And, you know, so we're going to break off of that just because it's Thanksgiving week. We're probably going to break off at in December too, a little bit for a, a Christmas message, <coughs> and maybe even a new a New Year's message. So we'll see what the Holy Spirit has to say. So this message is First Thessalonians chapter five, verse sixteen through twenty, and I named it. And everything, give thanks. What else, you know? So let's read. Let's read First Thessalonians, uh, those verses sixteen through twenty. 5, 16 through 20. <coughs> you know these verses. Excuse me. You know these verses. You've read them many of times if you're a Christian. You've read them many a times. And not only did you read them many a times, you heard them many times preached from a pulpit. So here's verse 16. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Do you see that? What's the will of God? Number one, you rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And listen to this. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things and hold fast to those things that are good. That's a short passage, but there's so much to say in there. One verse, rejoice always. That's almost... Uh, the shortest verse in the Bible, if it wasn't for the verse that says Jesus weeps. Rejoice always. Three things that are God's will. And I read it, when I read it and went back over it, number one, rejoice always. Not sometimes, always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in everything. Doing these things are not easy, as you well know. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The Lord told us that in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, through the Apostle Paul. 
So what is God's will? Number one is rejoice always. Here's a short formula. Joy plus prayer, firstborn son, is gratitude. Joy and prayer, firstborn son, is gratitude unto God. Paul writes in Philippians 4.4, 4, You know it well. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord, not sometimes, all times. Maybe you can't rejoice in your circumstances, but you can rejoice in the Lord. Do you see that? You, maybe you can't rejoice in your circumstances, but you can rejoice in the Lord. If you have no joy, then you need to call on God. And God tells you how to call on Him in Jeremiah 33.3. He says, Call on me in your day of trouble, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which you know not. Just call on Him. Some of you maybe are in some bad circumstances right now. You, you can rejoice in joy. Joy is in your heart. Your circumstances could try to change that joy. And, it, you know, and the devil like sits on that and says, yeah, you know, we, won't, we don't want you to rejoice in the Lord. No. Here's what Spurgeon said. When all our care is cast on God, we can rejoice in his provisional care of us. This is the beauty of our Christian life. Spurgeon has a Man, beautiful quotes from that man, Spurgeon, in the 1700s, I believe. We get to rejoice. The word rejoice not only means, means joy once, it means but enjoy over and over and over again. So, we are to joy, then we are to rejoy. And then we are to rejoice which means rejoice, as you can include singing in that, rejoicing. Colossians 3, 16. Let not the word of Christ dwell within you. Let the word of Christ, I'm sorry. Let the word of Christ dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Rejoice always. You know, rejoicing um, is, is hard to do, but you can do all things in Christ. Will number two, God's will for you number two, is pray without ceasing. You know what? To pray without ceasing, you don't have to always be on your knees. To pray without ceasing, you don't even have to use your voice. Did you know that? God knows what's going on in your heart before it comes out of your mouth. You don't have to, you know, uh, use your voice. You could be sitting with your loved ones at the family table on Thanksgiving, and you could be praying for each and every one of them, and they'll never know it, but God knows it. We don't have to always have a posture of prayer either. You don't have to always be on your knee. You could be sitting at a traffic light driving your car. You could be fishing on the ocean or in a stream somewhere, and you can still pray without ceasing. You could have 
horrible things happening to you, and you can still pray without ceasing. The place of your prayer is not even important. I know Jesus told you to go into your prayer closet. You know what? But your prayer closet can be anywhere. You know the, the Hebrews, I, they have that prayer shawl. You know, they throw it over their head, and they say that's their prayer closet. And they could be at the wailing wall and praying, or in their temple, or you in the sanctuary of the Lord. The place of prayer is not important. Even a particular time of prayer isn't important. I know some people like to pray first things in the morning, and that's great. It all goes by your schedule and what works best for you. God has opened all kinds of ways to pray without ceasing for each and every one of us. But you can always be in an attitude of prayer. It doesn't have to be on your knees. It doesn't have to be a particular time of the day, but there should always be an attitude of prayer in our hearts today because it says pray without ceasing. Spurgeon again said this, the more we pray, the more we rejoice. Prayer gives us a channel to our, the anger, the frustration, and the sorrows of our souls, and they flow away in rivers of sacred delight in your heart. Spurgeon, you know what? You, could, you wonder why I pulled two Spurgeon boats out, verses out today or, or quotes. Because I bought a Spurgeon Bible. 16 bucks. I thought, hey, that's a good buy, and I love Spurgeon's quotes. He had so much insight from the Holy Spirit. The more you pray, the more you will rejoice, because prayer is a channel from, to channel your anger, your frustration, your sorrow in, of your souls. They flow away in rivers of sacred delight in your heart. Man, beautiful, beautiful words. Let's see how David prayed. If you turn to Chronicles, 1 Chronicles 29, 1 Chronicles 29, and we're going to verse 10. I'll tell you what's going on here. David has collected all the material for building the temple. He's collected all the material for building the temple, and David begins to pray. And here's what he says. Verse 10, 1 Chronicles 29. Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. That means all of Israel was gathered around. And David said, Blessed are you, O God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O God, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, and the victory, and the majesty. Listen, those are all things you can pray about. Pray without ceasing. Rejoice in those things also. His greatness, his power, his glory, his victory, his, his majesty. For all that is in heaven and in the earth is yours. You thought you owned your house, didn't you? Oh, the bank says they own the house. You know what? Who owns that house? God owns it. You're just a steward of everything that he gave you. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom. We know that there's a verse in Scripture that says, I own, He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It's being very 
mildly said because I would say more like a billion hills. 